Noom Weight uses psychology to help people everywhere learn about their eating habits. Eating is my love language? Yep, sure is. Uh, I say yes to seconds out of guilt. It's hard to say no to Aunt Jenny's banana pudding. Wait, I do what? Oh, fog eating happens to everybody. What the? We know. It can be a lot to take in. But with the help of Noom Weight, you'll learn the psychology behind your eating habits, how to change them, and get closer to reaching your weight loss goals. Sign up at Noom.com. We're going to be learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, uh, the first piece in Hilchos Chametz Matzah, Perak Aleph, Halacha Gimel. In this piece, Rabbi Chaim discusses what the nature of the Chiyuv of Bir Chametz is. There's a mitzvah to be rid of your chametz. Is it that you actively have to get rid of your chametz? Or do you have to just make sure that you don't have chametz? So, for example, uh, if somebody shows up on Erev Pesach and they happen not to have chametz anywhere in their property, uh, would they do the mitzvah simply by reaching that point without chametz? Or do you actively have to get rid of your chametz? And uh, this is one of the concepts in Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi, which is most widely discussed outside of this safer. So after going through Rab Chaim, we'll look at what some other Achronim have to say on this issue. The Rambam says, You don't get Malkus for any violations of Lo Yiroev, Lo Yimotzei, unless you buy Chametz on Pesach, or you make Chametz actively. But if you had chametz before Pesach, you had some chametz in your house and you did not burn it, you left it there. So even though you violated two isurim, bal and bal yimotze, you do not get malkus midoraisa because you did not do an action. So this is a famous Rambam. The Rambam holds that the reason why you don't get lashes for a violation of Al-Yiroi, bal is because there was no action which was done. You just left it in your house. You didn't burn it. That's passive. But if you did go ahead and do an action such as buying chametz on Pesach or making chametz on Pesach, so then you would get malkus because then you've done an action. So in brief, the Ramam applies to the Isr of Bal-Yiroi, bal the principle that you don't get malkus for a lav she'in bomase, any avera which does not have an action. So Reb Chaim brings the famous question that many Achronim deal with, which is that the Gemara in Pesachim Daft Tzadihei gives a different reason why you don't get lashes for Bal-Yiroi, bal And the reason is, based on another principle, that you don't get malkus for a lav hanitak la'asei. Any Isur, which you could correct by doing the Asay, you don't get whipped for violating that Isur. So similarly, when it comes to Chametz on Pesach, there's an Isur to have Chametz, but there's a Mitzvah to burn it. So since you're able to correct that with the Mitzvah of Tashbisu, you don't get Malkus for that. So the question is, why did the Rambam say a different reason why there's no Malkus for Bal Yiroi, Bal Yimotze, than what the Gemara had said? And more problematic, a According to the Gemara, you wouldn't get Malkus for buying chametz on Pesach either because you could just go ahead and burn it. Uh, so why does the Rambam say that in that case you do get Malkus because you did a Maisa? So this is a question that the many Achronim deal with. The simple answer is probably that the Rambam had a different Girsa in that Gemara. 
Uh, our Gemara says that you don't get Malkus for Baal Yeroi, Baal Yimotzi, because it's Lavanita Glase, but Rabbeinu Hananel has a Girsa there that you don't get Malkus because it's Lav Shein Bomasa. And of course, the Rambam comes from a tradition similar to Rabbeinu Hananel, so that would explain that, and uh, that's what the Shagas Aryeh understands. So that would be a technical answer. Uh, Rab Chaim's going to have a more Lumdisha answer. Rab Chaim begins with another question that Rab Kiveger asks on the tour. There's a machlokus between Rab Yehuda and the Rabbanan whether burning the chametz has to literally be burning or it can be any type of destruction. Rab Yehuda holds it must be only burning and the Rabbanan say the hashbasaso bechol davar that uh, you can destroy it in any way possible. So the tour writes that there's an additional nafkamina between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, not only whether you have to actually burn chametz or you could scatter it in the wind or in the ocean, but also once you burn it, uh, are you allowed to use the ashes? Are they mutter bahana or not? So the tour says that according to Rabbi Yehuda that the mitzvah is to burn it. So once you burn it, you've done the mitzvah and you are allowed to use ashes of chametz. Whereas according to the Rabbanan, that it has to be destroyed. Uh, once you burn it, you, it still has to be totally destroyed and you cannot use the ashes. Now, this is a well-known distinction between things which have to be burned and things which have to be buried. And the distinction is that when you have something which has to be burned, once you've burned it, you've done the mitzvah, and the ashes are now mutter bahana. But when you have something which has to be buried, you're not allowed to benefit from that object in any way. So even after you've burned it, you cannot use the ashes. And that's how Tosvos explains the distinction. So Reb Kiveger asks, based on this Tosvos, that the tour's nafgamina doesn't seem to hold up. Because when it comes to chametz, even the Rabbanan who hold that you can destroy it in any way, so that would be the equivalent of things which need to be buried, but they agree that there is a mitzvah to burn it, to destroy it. So if so, it should be mutar once you finish destroying it and uh, the ashes should be allowed. So Reb Kiveger asks that according to Tosvos, the difference between something which needs to be burned and something which needs to be buried is that something which needs to be burned, it's a mitzvah to burn it, whereas something which needs to be buried, we're just saying you have to remove that object from the world. So that's why there's a difference between the ashes. But when it comes to chametz, both Reb Yehuda and the Rabbanan hold that there's a mitzvah to burn it. So how could you say that the ashes are usr? Once you did the mitzvah, the ashes should be mutter. That's Reb Kiveger's question. Says Reb Chaim, in order to answer Reb Kiveger's question, that we must say, according to the tour, that there is a distinction between Reb Yehuda and the Rabbanan with regard to what the mitzvah of Bir Chametz is. According to the Rabbanan, that you can get rid of the Chametz in any way, you could scatter it in the wind or the ocean, the mitzvah is on you, the person, that you have to be rid of your Chametz. But you don't have to burn it specifically, you have to get rid of your Chametz in any way you can. But it's a mitzvah on the gavra. As opposed to, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that you have to specifically burn the chametz, you cannot get rid of it in a different way. So then the mitzvah is different than the Rabbanan. It's not just to get rid of chametz, but it's to get rid of this chametz to burn this chametz. And I'll read Rabbi Chaim's language. The mitzvah's tashbisu b'sharei hashbosos, if the mitzvah of tashbisu is to get rid of it in any way, have a ikra mitzvah shlo yehei chametz. The main mitzvah is that the owners 
should not have chametz. Mashain keni mitzvah so b'sreifa, but if the mitzvah is specifically to burn it, have a mitzvah shechayel b'hachefza shalachametz. The mitzvah is on the chametz itself, the cholabodin sreifa. That there's a mitzvah you have to do sreifa on this chametz. So according to Reb Chaim's distinction, this would now explain the tour because just like Toso said that if the mitzvah is to burn it, the ashes become mutar. The tour says the same thing with regard to chametz. If there's a mitzvah to burn this chametz, which is the way Rabbi Yehuda defined the mitzvah, that this chametz must be burned, once you've done the mitzvah, the ashes are now mutter. But if the mitzvah is that you, the owner, have to be rid of all your chametz, so, which is the way the Rabbanan defined the mitzvah, so then that's not the type of mitzvah which makes the ashes mutter once you've burned it. But that's more similar to the case where you have to be rid of this object, you have to bury it or get rid of it in any way. So in that case, even once you burn it, the ashes are still still Aser. So this would answer Reb Kivager's question why the tour says that the Machlokas Reb Yudan and Rabbanan is going to impact whether you're allowed to use the ashes after you burn it. And accordingly, says Reb Chaim, this will also answer the Rambam we began with. Because the whole notion that Bal Yeroi Bal Yimotze is a lav hanitak la'asei, because you need to burn it, which is an asei, and will correct the fact that you have chametz, that only applies if that tashbisu is actually an asei. But according to the Rabbanan who hold that you have to just get rid of it in any way possible, tashbisu is not actually an asei, but it's an iser asei. It's a negative mitzvah which comes from an asei. The Torah said to get rid of it, but it really meant you must not have chametz. So it's not a traditional asei, and it's not going to impact the chiyuv malkus. You could still have malkus in that case. So when the Gemara says that it's a lav hanitak la'asei, that this asei corrects the lav, it means according to Rabbi Yehuda that you have to burn the chametz, so then it's a real asei, and that asei corrects the lav, and therefore there cannot be malkus for violating this lav, because you can just correct it with the asei. But according to the Rabbanan, who hold that tashbisu means that you, the person, cannot have chametz, so then there is no nitak la'asei, that's not a real say and that won't correct the lav of Bal Yiroa, Bal Yimotze, that was violated. If anything, it just strengthens the lav, but it does not provide a resolution to it. It's just repeating that you cannot have chametz in your rishus. So according to the Rabbanan, you cannot say that Bal Yiroa, Bal Yimotze, is a lav anitak la'asei. And even though, according to Rabbi Yehuda, also included in Tashbisu, is that you should not have chametz. That's, of course, a part of the meaning. Uh, it's reiterating that you cannot have chametz on Pesach. So you could say that it's also an Iser. But uh, it's also including, or it's primarily including, a, an Asay that you should burn your chametz. So there's a fundamental difference, as Rabbi Chaim's been explaining, between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, that for Rabbi Yehuda, this is an Asay. It's a positive mitzvah to burn your chametz. Whereas for the Rabbanan, it's a, a reiteration of the prohibition to have chametz in your rishus on Pesach. So uh, this would now answer the Rambam, the Gemara in Pesachim, which says that Bal Yeroi Bal Yimotze is the Lav Hanitak Laasei, and therefore you don't get whipped for it. That's going according to Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to burn it, and therefore it's a Lav Hanitak Laasei. But the Rambam paskind that you could get rid of chametz in any way. So he holds like the Rabbanan. And according to the Rabbanan, it cannot be a Lav Hanitak Laasei. And that's why the Rambam deviated from 
from the Gemara's reason and gave a different explanation that in general you don't get Malkus on Bal Yirar, Bal Yimatze because usually it's done without a Maisa. But if it's done with an action, you bought it on Pesach, so then you would get Malkus. So this explains why the Rambam gave a different explanation than the Gemara. It's because the Rambam was following Lashitoso that he holds like the Rabbanan, and that Gemara is like Rabbi Yehuda. So that's Rabbi Chaim's piece. It's a fairly short piece, but it raises a lot of very important issues. The key conceptual point that Rabbi Chaim explores is when the Torah commanded Tashbisu, that you have to get rid of your chametz. Does the Torah mean that you have to actively do something on Erev Pesach to get rid of your chametz? Or did the Torah mean that you should not have any chametz? But if you already got rid of it, then that would be sufficient and you would have fulfilled that mitzvah. And Rab Chaim understands that this is at the heart of the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan as to whether or not beer chametz has to be specifically burning or you can do it in any way that you want to get rid of the chametz. According to Rabbi Yehuda that you have to specifically burn it. There is a mitzvah to burn this chametz, whereas according to the Rabbanan, the Torah is just telling you you cannot have chametz in your property and uh, get rid of it however you can, but there is no specific mitzvah in the burning. If anything, Rabbi Chaim calls it an iser aseh. It's really a reiteration of the negative commandment of bal yiroi bal yimotzeh. And finally, based on this conceptual distinction, Rabbi Chaim explains two things. Number one is the Torah's claim that the Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, is also going to impact whether or not you're able to use the ashes. And Rabbi Kiveger asks that in either case, there's just a mitzvah to do, to get rid of the chametz. So Rabbi Chaim's distinguishing that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a mitzvah to burn the chametz, but according to the Rabbanan, there really isn't. And the number two, it's going to impact the issue of whether Bal Yiroi, Bal Yimotze is a lav, which is nitak lasay. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's an asay, so it is. But according to the Rabbanan, there is no real asay, so you can't say that it's a lav anitak lasay, and that's why the Rambam came up with a different reason why in general you don't get Malkus because it's usually a Lav Shein Bomasa. So using his distinction, Rab Chaim explains the Tur and the Rambam. Now I want to discuss what some of the other acronyms say on this. As we mentioned in the beginning, this is a small piece in Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, but it raises a very central issue in the whole mitzvah of Bior Chametz. So the Minchas Chinuch at the beginning of mitzvah number nine has a long discussion about this, and he addresses really the same two points as Rab Chaim. It's formulated a little differently, but uh, the Minchas Chinuch asks whether the mitzvah of Bior Chametz is that you just have to not have Chametz, Shev uh, Ve'altase, so long as you don't have Chametz, you've done the mitzvah. Or you have to actually actively burn chametz and destroy it in order to do the mitzvah. And the Minchas Chinuch there points to a number of nafkaminas between these two different positions. One of his nafkaminas is, let's say you happen to finish all your chametz on the morning of Erev Pesach. So you don't have any chametz in the house. Do you have to go get chametz in order to burn it? So if it's a passive mitzvah, then you're fine. You just wait until the time and you've done the mitzvah. But if you need to actively do the mitzvah, then you would have to go get chametz in order to burn it. Uh, a second nafkamina that he notes over there is when this mitzvah has to be done. If it's a passive mitzvah, then you could do it any time in the morning before the chametz becomes asr. But if it's an active mitzvah, then you'd have to do it as the chametz becomes asr. 
So the Menchas Chinuch discusses this, and he seems to lean that it's a Shev Altasa, it's a passive mitzvah, which would be similar to Rab Chaim's conclusion in the Rambam, uh, who paskins like the Rabbanan, that also it's a passive mitzvah. Uh, but the Menchas Chinuch says that it might be a Machlokas Rashi Tosvos. Uh, interestingly, he says that it is not the Machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, so uh, that seems to disagree with Rab Chaim. Uh, on the bottom of the new Menchas Chinuch, the Machon Yushalayim, they quote from the Maharik at the end of Shoresh Kufayin Dalid, he has an interesting discussion where he quotes the Riva, used to wait until six hours on Erev Pesach, right, when the Chametz became Usr, in order to burn it. And the reason offered is because he wanted to make the bracha of Albi or Chametz. So the Maharik discusses uh, when you make the brachas at the B'dik or the Bir, uh, but relevant to our discussion, he says that uh, why did the Riva not say that he has to have Chametz to burn it in order to do the mitzvah of Tashbisu? Why does he only discuss the issue of making a bracha and not the fact that in order to do tashbisu, you need chametz until six hours? So the maharik proves from there that even burning chametz in the morning would be a kium of the mitzvah of tashbisu because by the time six hours comes, you no longer have any chametz in your property. So uh, you would do the mitzvah as a shevi al-tasa. So that would be similar to the Minchas Chinuch's conclusion. On the bottom of the new Minchas Chinuch, they quote that there are other versions in Rishonim that the Riva did keep his chametz until six hours in order to do the mitzvah of Tashbisu. So, so that would show that uh, Tashbisu is an active mitzvah. You have to destroy chametz in order to be mekayimit. Uh, most of us, our practice is to burn the chametz at some point before it becomes aser, so that would be a reflection of the Minchas Chinuch and Rab Chaim's idea that you just need to be rid of the chametz, but you don't need to actually do anything once it becomes aser. Now, the formulation that Rab Chaim adds to this discussion is that if you hold Tashbisu as a Shev Vialtase, you just have to not have Chametz there, so then it actually changes the nature of the Asay. It's not a traditional Asay, but it's more an Easter Asay. It's really a prohibition on the person to have Chametz. So that position is fairly controversial, even though the Achronim quote that Reb Kiva Eger also holds that way. But uh, many uh, writing on Reb Chaim question this. Uh, Reb Shlomo Hyman in uh, his Kedushim and Pesachim, Simon Gimel, and the uh, Reb Shach in the Avi Ezri, and Reb Elia Chazan, who was a Rosh Hashiva at Torah Vadas, in his Sefer Divrei Eliyahu on Pesachim, and the uh, Reb Shlomo Zalman Arbach in the Mincha Shlomo on Pesachim, Simon Yud. Uh, all of this is quoted in the Or Olam edition of Chedusha Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi in the back, as well as many, many other discussions. Uh, but those Rosh Yeshiva question Reb Chaim's assertion that according to the Rabbanan, there's no mitzvah of Bir Chametz. It's only in order to prevent violating Bal Yeroi, Bal Yimotzei. So it's purely an Isra say, but it's not a mitzvah. So these Achronim developed the idea that according to the Rabbanan, there's also a mitzvah of Bir Chametz. And uh, Rab Elia Mishikovsky also in the Mishnah Selyo in Pesachim Simen Dalad and Simen Hay. And Rab Schneer Cutler in Siach Erev on Psachim Simen Hay uh, discussed this issue at great length. So there's a huge amount of discussion on this Reb Chaim and on other Achronim who deal with this issue. Is the mitzvah of Tashbisu of Bir Chametz to actively burn the Chametz or is it to make sure that you have no Chametz but uh, passively not having Chametz is also 
kiyum of that mitzvah, and Rab Chaim takes that formulation a step further that there is no longer really a mitzvah's assay, but it's just an iser assay. If you have chametz, then you've violated it. But if you don't have chametz, then uh, there is no mitzvah per se to remove your chametz. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.